You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this special playoff episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. We're here live at the Showwear Centre in Kent, ready for some playoff action now. I'm not actually joined by Marcus Henson this week, unfortunately, but I do have a great stand-in in Mr. Colton Cole. Welcome to the show, Colton. Hello, lovely listeners. And that did not sound anything like Marcus Henson, but Audrey, glad to join you here at the Showwear Centre. Awesome two games of football coming up and uh, looking forward to talking a little LFL football this week. Join us after this short break for our look ahead to both the Eastern Conference and Western Conference playoff games where we'll also be joined by a couple of special guests. LFL Mobile, giving you access to the gridiron goddesses of the LFL with exclusive photos, videos, live game reporting and fan promotions. LFL Mobile, download on your Android or iPhone. We are going to start our look ahead to these playoff games with the Eastern Conference now. We covered it, I know, on last week's show, but now we have the benefit of the starting rosters for the games today. So, like I say, starting with the Eastern Conference, Atlanta versus Chicago. What things stand out to you, Colton, about the starting rosters? Yeah, right now, just looking at some of the rosters here today, you see a a few adjustments from their game two weeks ago between Atlanta and Chicago. Obviously, for Atlanta, they've got Lauren Ziegler back. She's going to be starting at free safety and a wide receiver, so it's a big benefit. You know, we'll see early how she plays coming back from her knee injury. For Chicago, Dina Fagiano's back. She'll be starting tight end. So having her back, her experience, her playoff experience, that's going to be huge for Chicago. Um, you see Brittany Wilson, who played some offensive line this season, moved over to starting center. Primarily where you had Stephanie Murray playing majority of the snaps this year. But really looking at the starting rosters, you look look at two talented, very healthy teams. Coco Montgomery's back for Atlanta. Going to be starting at D end. Don't be surprised to see her playing a lot of tight end as well with her success uh, at that position in the past. What do you think, Audrey? Yeah, looking at those starting rosters, you mentioned there Coco Montgomery coming back at starting defensive end. For me, that's a big thing because she's one of those underrated players for me. She's been a consistent performer whenever she takes to the field. I'm really impressed whenever I watch her in-game. Having Dina Fagiano back for Chicago again, another big player. She always shows up big and we know how good she is at those sort of Z and Y handoffs from the tight end position. So, some key players there, but what I'm going to ask you, Colton, is one key player from each team that you think could turn this game in the favor of firstly Atlanta. Looking at Atlanta, I would have to say that your key player is going to be Lauren Ziegler. If she can stay healthy and be a big part of that uh, secondary and also make some plays on offense, you know, have another option for Dakota Hughes, quarterback to go for. I think Lauren's going to be the, the biggest factor for Atlanta's success today. And how about looking at Chicago? Who would you say for them? Chicago, going against a, a running back like Bernie Demery that Atlanta has, very strong, big size running back. You're going to have to really hope for Chicago fans that Kristen Morrison has a big game playing really strong there in the middle but you do have the big secondary as well which helps out with Kim Perez your veteran Dominique Collins so you really hope that they can they can shut down the running game at the front but if Brittany Demery does get through the line you're going to want uh, your, your secondary to, to be able to take her down without giving up too much extra yards So now Colton our listeners know that myself and Marcus have given our predictions for the Eastern Conference game but what is your prediction for this game sir? Always got to throw the predictions out there that way you can be held accountable so looking at the Eastern Conference with Atlanta and Chicago, I predicted Chicago to win this game by a couple of scores. I predict a score of 36 to 22 in favor of Chicago. I just think that with all of that team's playoff success they've had and the experience combined and just having that confidence over Atlanta, I think that they, they pull away in this game by a couple of scores and it uh, goes Chicago's way there. 
Joining us now ahead of this big Eastern Conference clash is Atlanta Steam head coach Dane Robinson. Welcome to the show, coach. Marcus, uh, Marcus Adria. Adria, I was, I was waiting for Marcus to come on the other side of this, but, uh, you know, it's good to finally see you uh, in person. And uh, you already know I'm a big fan of the show, so here we are face-to-face. Absolutely. I'm thinking of being face-to-face. I'm sure the fans want to hear it. I know I want them to hear it. I've mentioned it before. I hear you do a great impression of me, so oh, let's okay. hear it, coach. Okay, you know, guy, I got Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Edry Mallows, and with me, there's the one and only Marcus Henson. So that's, that's as much as I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome impression, Coach. Now we're going to get on to, uh, to business. What's been the key message for you, for your players going into this game today? For us, really, it's a fight or flight kind of uh, mentality. You know, I've purposely put our teams uh, men- mentally as far as back against the wall. There's not an option for us to leave this field tonight, not uh, with an Eastern Conference championship. For some of these ladies, this is they've always been one game away, one step away. Uh, um, and, you know, for the things that we got done against Chicago last time, it's eliminating mistakes and continue to be dominant. You take away a lot of those mental errors and those selfish penalties that, you know, unfortunately plagued us and were horrific and uncharacteristic for us uh, as a team or whatever. Uh, we dominate that game. And that's where it's going to happen here tonight. And now not many people may know, but last year you worked with Coach Hack for the Eastern Conference All-Star Game. Now, having worked with him, does that help give you an insight into his thought process on game day? Just a little bit. You know, I think, uh, you know, last year, I think, you know, me and him will definitely agree you know we didn't like each other but i think having an opportunity to get to know each other as people and as uh as men trying to really move this sport forward with our respective franchises uh you get an idea of what uh his mentality and focus is i think when you talk about how chicago uh operates through coach hack is the fact that you got to get up on them early you know he's going to make great adjustments in the second and third or excuse me in the third and fourth quarter in that second half so you have to put them in a deep hole where it's too big for them to dig out of and everything and from a mentality standpoint i get it you know he's a he's a cocky dude rightfully so because he's he's been a winner he's a two-time LFL champion or LFL Legends Cup champion or whatnot so I get that and used to I used to take offense to it so whenever uh you know I hear make him a make, hear him make a brash comment or anything, he's a cocky dude and that's okay um you know we have to you know to be the man you got to beat the man and uh, we fully anticipate on doing that uh here today and here tonight uh so that you know all that the cockiness kind of goes away or whatever so that you know you have to prove a point right there and who are some of the Atlanta key players that we can look out for this evening um I think it's definitely uh important the fact that we have Coco Montgomery back uh on the line and then Lauren Ziegler back at wide receiver and free safety. Uh, we purposely held her out uh, last game to let her heal up from a little nicks and bruises and everything, but she's good to go. Um, then obviously, um, you know, really just establishing some good dominance on the ground like we did uh, with Brittany Demery, you know, uh, refining some things as far as her running technique, uh, but we fully uh, anticipate on pounding the football and then being efficient, obviously, with uh, Dakota. And, you know, that's one thing that, you know, everybody, you know, biasly I say I have the best quarterback in the league, but, you know, in order to do that, she needs another Eastern Conference championship and she needs a Legends Cup so that we can really solidify that statement that Dakota is that that next great quarterback and not, you know, just a part of the conversation. She is the conversation because right now what's eluding her, you know, she's had Rookie of the Year, uh, Offensive Player of the Year. You know, I think she's going to, you know, definitely, uh, you know, earn those accolades again. But she needs that Legends Cup and I need to help and do everything I need. Uh, I can from a head coach standpoint to get her that hardware so that we can really affirm and validate all her hard work and ability as the best quarterback in the LFL. And just to finish off looking at Chicago, is there any one person in particular that maybe you focus when you've been watching game film this week? Um, Definitely is, uh, you know, number one is their receiver, uh, A.J. Johnson. I think that's something that, you know, we didn't really, uh, maybe underestimated uh, a little bit uh, from what she's been able to do. And I think, you know, when it comes to the deep routes and, uh, you know, some of her ball catching abilities, I think, uh, you know, she definitely proved a point against us. And that's something you have to respect, you know. Um, and But obviously we have the fortunate opportunity to uh, refine that and really kind of really game plan and really know what we're going up against. And obviously 
also from, uh, you know, their quarterback, Jacinda Barkley. You know, obviously she showed that she has a cannon and she can really launch the football. But once again, we have a great opportunity to really uh, refine some of the things that we're going to do. And then obviously uh, put, you know, some good pressure on her. That fact she can handle pressure. I think she can take a beating a little bit. And even though uh, that coach that may not want her to, but the fact that we're able to do, uh, you know, some different blitz schemes and, you know, that she shies away from contact or if you give some good pressure onto her, that changes the delivery of her football and, you know, either, you know, to the to the ground or, you know, a little bit too high. So that's what we fully anticipate on doing here today. Um, but those two, uh, it's a good combination of what they were able to get done. Uh, and we're going to, you know, uh, refine it and do a great job today. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for your time today, coach. And good luck with the game this evening. Like I said, you already know when I'm in, in Atlanta traffic, you know, this is one of my favorite shows, but it's, it's completely different, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm usually talking to you over the phone or something. Now it's like you got, I'm looking you like straight in the eyes. Or like I'm a little flustered or whatnot, but this is a great opportunity. And thank you for everything you do for the LFL. Thanks, coach. Football is a man's game because women hit like girls. They run like girls. And they never play with passion. Simply unbelievable. This game will never mean as much to women as it does to men. The game has never been played by women until now. We come on now to the Western Conference. And again, having a quick look at the starting roster here, Colton, what are the big changes we notice from this roster? Yeah, not a whole lot of changes uh, that you see between the two teams. Kind of uh, the girls that have really molded into their positions are what you're going to see. Looking at Dallas, you notice early on that the health of Victoria Thomas, Daniel Hawkins, and Jade Randall is going to be important today for them as those three players start both ways. Uh, For Dallas, Jade Randall, the star wide receiver that's come in and played incredible at the free safety position. Daniel Hawkins, who's been playing a lot of tight end, and then also uh, a linebacker in the Victoria Thomas, of course, the strong running back, also playing a defensive end. But just looking at these two rosters right away, two names that stand out, KK Matheny, Michelle Angel, two veteran quarterbacks. Michelle Angel has never started a playoff game, so this will be her first start in the playoffs. We saw her play a lot this year. Obviously, there are four games in Dallas, and she had three starts last year with LA. So she's got playing experience, but doesn't have that playoff experience. KK Matheny, reigning Legends Cup champion, quarterback and she's got a lot of weapons around her obviously Danica Bray stands out for Seattle you've got uh, you know her kind of being one of the most valuable players of the last two seasons uh, with her presence on defense and offense being a playmaker uh, at crucial times in playoffs like we saw last year so a lot of talent on these rosters and yeah what are your thoughts Audrey? Well firstly looking at the Seattle roster the big thing for me is that we've got um, Jessica Hopkins just down on defense so starting offense you've got Brim Render and Dominique Malloy at uh, wide receiver and then Stevie Schnorr back in at running back that kind of makes sense really going for a lot of speed and power it seems there and also looking at the Dallas roster for me we know she's recently signed and following up from shoulder surgery we know Katie Findling has signed for the Dallas Desire but we noticed that she's actually not one of the starting corners today yeah that's going to be interesting you know it might be something with her you know she's playing her former team she's playing at her former home stadium so uh, you know maybe it's the the mental thing there with, with kind of the nerves that might be built up for that but I was kind of surprised to see her not starting you've got the starting cornerback Shantae Cherie Lindsey Gaffney uh, two great options there but uh, I was kind of shocked to see Katie not starting this game 
Now, we, I think we maybe touched on them earlier, but I'm going to come back now for a key player from, from each of the sides. Are you going to stick with KK and Michelle as your key players for this game? I will. I say Michelle Angel, she needs to have a really strong game. Uh, ultimately, for her team to make the big plays that have got them a lot of the wins this season, you know, she needs to be sharp. She needs to be able to, to spread the ball and uh, call an effective game. And KK, you're going to you're gonna need to see a different KK from what you've seen during the regular season. She needs to put it all together. Now, we're going to come on to what I'm sure the listeners are looking forward to the most, and that is your prediction for this Western Conference game. My prediction for the Western Conference Championship, I, I did go with Dallas. I think that Dallas is going to win this game. I, I have a count of uh, 30 to 28 in favor of Dallas. I just think that they're going to come in very focused. You know, They're not at their home stadium, so they're going to come in and kind of try to put the noise to the back burner, and you're going to have a, a Seattle team that's fired up. They've got a lot more energy going. They're in front of their home crowd. They've got so much more intangibles going on with, with who's going to be at the game and that type of thing. I just really think that Dallas is going to come in. It's going to be a close game. Ultimately, they pull it off and uh, head to the first Legends Cup. Joining us on the show now, ahead of the big Western Conference Championship, is Jessica Hopkins of the Seattle Mist. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Everyone's seen earlier in the season, you suffered an unfortunate regular season loss to Dallas. Does that mean ahead of this big game today that you've maybe spent more time on the film study? We always spend a lot of time on film study, no matter what. Coach will, even if we have a great game and we win by 30 points, you know, coach is going to find every single mistake that we made. And we made a lot that game. So, you know, we've definitely looked at the film, especially that second half where we, you know, we had two interceptions turned the ball over in the red zone, which was huge, and then gave up a couple touchdowns. So, you know, we had some key injuries that game as well, so that definitely played a part. But, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot on that, so we're going to clean up those mistakes and and hopefully have a much better showing tonight. And what would you say in particular are the keys to victory for Seattle today? Um, I think our defense. We're going to put a lot of pressure on Michelle, make her make some bad decisions. Uh, We're going to be in her face all night. We're going to shut down their run, and we're going to force her to just make some bad throws and, and make some other people that we maybe don't hear their names as often, make them make the plays. Okay. And, of course, at the end of last season, there was rumours about your retirement. So I'm afraid it's come around to that time of the year where it's that time again where we kind of have to discuss, you know, could this potentially be the last championship games for you? Um, I'm trying not to think about that, you know, one game at a time. I'll I'll probably think about it later in, you know, in the fall after things have settled down. We'll kind of talk and and see who's coming back, see what coach is going to do. So there's a lot of factors that play into that. And the most important question, are Seattle going to get the win today? Absolutely. No doubt in my mind in this house, we will not lose here. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Jessica. As always, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. The world's fastest growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms. Inside the huddle. Every other time they run to the outside, they make fucking getting it. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And full-length games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. Wow, we have just witnessed two of the most incredible playoff games here in the Showwear Center. I think we're going to start off by having a look back at the Eastern Conference review. I have uh, young Colton with me as well to help with the review. How's it going, guys? Yeah, starting out with the Eastern Conference, certainly the better game of the two. Uh, you had Atlanta coming out really strong, looking great at half. What was the lead there at half? 25 to 6, up 25 to 6 or 25 to 8 on Chicago. A strong lead, and you thought it was certainly going to go their way. Second half, Chicago came back. Uh, 
ultimately just stymied the offense of Atlanta. They couldn't do anything, got some good turnovers at times, and pulled out the victory 30-25. to Yeah, I mean, it was an incredible comeback, like you mentioned there, by Chicago in the second half. But just coming back to the, the first half, I mean, one of the players that impressed me in that first half was Lauren Ziegler. Yet again, she showed what quality she has and some of the catches she made. She made an unbelievable catch at the back of the end zone where we happened to be sitting, actually. And um, just watching that and seeing her athleticism that close up is just incredible. Absolutely. Coming off an injury and, you know, have, have not playing for five weeks or so. You know, she came out really strong in the first half. I uh, was a huge threat. Chicago knew that's who they were going to go to as well. And she still made the plays in traffic, great hands, and was a huge factor in that first half. But, you know, the story of the game is Chicago's defense in the second half and their rally to come back and win that game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we knew, like, being 25-8 to eight down at halftime, there's something about this place here at the Showware Center where Chicago seemed to like giving up big first-half leads and then trying to come back in the second half. Now, last year in the final, they left it a little bit too late and came up short. But today, from the start of the second half, they were just on it. They got the interceptions and the turnovers they needed, and it just seemed to be a completely different team. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Looked a lot like the comeback last year. This time, you know, they, they finished with time on the clock, took that lead. You know, you got to give hats off to Coach Hack, making some second-half adjustments. You just wonder what was going on in, in the minds of the Atlanta players as they see this lead and this control that they had the first half slipping away. It's something that uh, you just wonder if they, they're ever going to have what it takes to get past a good team in a big game. Yeah, it's incredible, really, just watching, again, that sort of almost self-destruction in the second half or whether it was more down to the fact that Chicago just came out and played to the, the level that they can do. Maybe that was the scenario rather than being too hard on Atlanta. But the last thing I just want to finish off is there was something that happened at the end of the Atlanta-Chicago game with one of the players from uh, from LA um, with Lily Granston and Adrian Pinnell. And it's not really something that I would ever want to see at a game. And I think there's really no place for it to come along to a game what seems like to just hurl abuse at another player. That's, that's not good in my book. Yeah, you never want to see athletes, you know, from team to team, uh, taking on-field feuds to the stands, to out of the field, you know, becoming personal battles between other players. You hate to see that. It happens in pro sports of every sport, but it's just sad to see. And it was pointing to see something like that here at such an exciting time for the fans and the players and uh, everyone to be a part of it. Um, it was just kind of kind of disappointing to see something like that. We're going to come on now to the Western Conference, or probably the more anticipated of the the two games between Seattle and Dallas. We know how well both have played, both have, or both had, should I say, three and one records going into the game, and we were expecting it to be quite a titanic battle, but unfortunately, that's not really how it unfolded. Yeah, it looked a lot like the Atlanta-Chicago game of 2015 last year in the Eastern Conference Championship. You certainly thought after that game, oh wow, we, we get to watch another awesome game. Two great teams, a rematch from earlier in the year when Dallas pulled off the win over Seattle. Um, wasn't the case. It wasn't even a close game at all. Seattle came out and made big plays early. Danica Bray scoring the first touchdown of the game shortly after being injured and was out for the remainder of the game. And a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of Seattle fans thought, oh, you know, we, we could be in trouble missing An- with missing Danica Brace the rest of the game. And that wasn't the case. Every player on that Seattle team stepped up. They made big plays. The offense was smart. Not a lot of penalties. No turnovers. And, you know, they just kept pounding the ball through the air on the ground. And, uh, defense had, had a perfect game plan for Dallas. Yeah, and a couple of big players for me from the Seattle offense. I mean, we saw Bryn Render. She's not had much of a, a season so far, but, you know, really stepped it up when it mattered and got some really important catches today. Yeah, Bryn Renda, it seems whenever she's being targeted, it's four touchdowns, and she's always making big plays and big games. You saw that last year in the Eastern Con- or the Western Conference Championship, and you saw it here tonight in the Western Conference Championship again. Finished the night with two touchdowns, a couple other big receptions, and the game MVP 
Stevie Schnorr, uh, big on both sides of the ball. Played great game stopping the running game from Dallas, a big part of that. And then on offense, just running the ball, uh, found the end zone twice. And, you know, she was a, a, a big part of that Seattle win. Absolutely. And I think the MVP could have gone to one of a number of players, really. It could have gone to KK, who we briefly mentioned there. It could have gone to Stevie Schnorr, who had a great game. And it could have gone to Brim Render. Obviously, it did go to Stevie Schnorr um, at the end of the game because she plays both sides of the ball and got quite a few tackles as well. So congratulations to her. And to be honest, all of the Seattle missed on such an outstanding performance and, and victory, uh, quite humbling for Dallas, you feel, at the end of the season. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, a Dallas team that uh, kind of was a, a big surprise during the regular season, won the regular season conference championship in the West, shocked a lot of people, played really well, were a couple points away from being undefeated and came out tonight and just laid an egg. They didn't have the great game plan. They just didn't seem to have the fire and the energy that you saw from them the entire season. And as we mentioned at the end of the Eastern Conference game, you know, kind of the disappointing feud between two players uh, with Lily Granson and some Atlanta players, uh, we saw something that was even more disappointing, something that we never want to see in sports, especially not in this sport, uh, with Victoria Thomas of the Dallas Desire dragging Bryn Renda by her hair in the uh, fourth quarter here of this game. And uh, it was just an unbelievable sight to see, just scary. Um, it, it, made, it made your skin roll. It was. It really made you mad. It really pissed you. If you weren't pissed off, even if you're a Dallas fan, seeing something like that just really gets under uh, my skin and, and probably everyone else's seeing someone drag a player across the field for seven, eight yards. I mean, what do you think of that, Audrey? Yeah, absolutely. Again, that's another thing that you absolutely, there's no place for that at all in this sport or in any sport, really. I mean, when it gets to a point where you're being beaten that badly and you think that the right thing to do is to drag a fellow player, you may not play on the same team, but you will play in the same league. So it's still a, a fellow uh, a fellow sportsman and um, a fellow player. And you, I can't condone anything like that. That's just absolutely absurd. I mean, watching someone get dragged like that is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And something like that, you know, there's, there's no place for that, like you said. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Victoria Thomas is banned from the league for that. You just can't have players in a competitive sport like this doing stuff like that to other players. I mean, that that is just unacceptable. Yeah, it's such a shame that the fourth quarter ended that way when we'd seen, I mean, like I say, Seattle had played an unbelievable game and it was just one of those, they showed why they're the champions today. And I think we can probably leave the roundups there. Great wins for Chicago and Seattle. So there'll be a repeat of the 2015 Legends Cup next week in Scottsdale, Arizona. How does an athlete reach the pinnacle of the LFL? Performance training. Focus. Get ever active. In their community. Film study. Practice. In superb condition. Leading a healthy lifestyle. I'm an LFL athlete. Are you? Well, sadly, that wraps it up for our conference playoff game. Brought to you live here from Seattle. want to thank my good friend Colton for all his help uh, over this weekend with the podcast. Audrey, it's been an awesome weekend. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I hope you have a blast at the Legends Cup out in out in Arizona and uh, and get to witness a great game. Thank you, sir. It's much appreciated. I'm hoping it is going to be a, a great game. Like I say, a repeat of the final from last year. I'd like to say a quick thank you to both of our guests from today, Jessica Hopkins and Coach Dane Robinson. It's going to be a great final next week. Remember, if you want to stay up to date with all of the latest news from around the league then go to lfl360.com and of course if you want to catch up on any of our past shows or player interviews go to lfltalk.com and until after the legends cup stay safe take care and thanks for stopping by (laughs) 